Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. I started this podcast four and a half years ago with the intent of helping entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business leaders, and others who have that entrepreneurial spirit be able to navigate that sort of sometimes bumpy road through this little world of the entrepreneurosphere. So many people who contact me who listen to this show, they have either just started a side hustle or they're looking at leaving their job to start their own business, and they get excited at the whole idea of carving their own path in the world, walking away from corporate America and doing their own thing. That's what I did 10 years ago, and I've never looked back. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I think several times I've looked back and said, what have I done? However, I am much happier a decade later than I was working for other people. I realized along the way that I had my ladder against the wrong wall, and I was doing well. I'd climbed that ladder. I was a good sales and marketing executive. However, I wasn't really happy. I needed to really fulfill that thing inside of me, that little little thing in me that made me want to go forward. And along the way, I've had some great successes. I've also had some rough times, and I've always been really honest that entrepreneurship has not been all wine and roses for me. And today... I want to talk to you about sales. In fact, what I want to talk about is sales team motivation and why it matters. Because whether you're a sales team of one or you have a whole company and an entire department dedicated to sales, without new business development, there is no company. So that's the focus of today's episode. So as an entrepreneur or any type of business professional, your long-term success It's going to be tied to your own performance and that of your whole team, making sure that everybody is meeting those long-term and short-term goals. And I believe a lot in goals. If you listen to this show, we talk about it all the time because goals are important. And sales goals, they're really important. They're great, but they're really just potential. Sales activities and your sales quotas, they're really important, but without the right actions, they're just hopes, and dreams. But hoping and dreaming, that's not a really good sales process. There has to be more. Now, as a business owner or a sales manager, you need to have your sales reps or yourself, if you're a solopreneur like I am, meeting those long-term goals. Making calls without the ability to close deals, though, it's not going to pay the bills. We have to get the deals. We have to get business. So my name's Tom Singer. You know me as the host of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And for the past four and a half years, I have had this podcast dedicated to helping people kind of push their way forward in this crazy world of entrepreneurship. And we are all the way up to episode number 458. Is that crazy or what? 458. I started this show thinking I would do 50 shows and that would be the end. And now I don't see any end in sight. I'm closing in on episode number 500. And that's like 10 times more shows than I thought I was going to do. And I don't see it stopping because it's been a very important part. It's become, this podcast has become a very important part of my career. So my, my career, my, my job, the way I generate the majority of my income is I am a professional speaker and trainer 
who presents at companies and at association meetings. And my main subject these days is about helping individuals and organizations focus on how to move across the gap between potential and performance. As I said a few moments ago, potential is great, but potential does not equal results. And when it comes to sales, you have to have results. Sales and marketing, when they're not working, can be the most frustrating part of being a business owner or a manager. We have to hit our sales performance goals or we can't continue to stay in business. So as I mentioned, I've been doing this for a decade working for myself and I have had good years and I have had years that were a little more flat. And in 2018, I actually had sort of a year that was a little bit of a dip. Now I was busy and I did okay, but I wasn't continuing to grow. I got a little off focus. I got, I got stuck. I got lost in that sort of what I call the high middle. From the outside looking in, people were like, wow, you're having a great year. But my numbers weren't coming in. My sales were down. And I know from experience that if your sales continue to be down, eventually you're going to run out of runway. You're not going to be able to take that plane off and keep flying. You're going to have to put on the brakes. So I had to sort of retool what I was doing. And what was awesome is, is I was deep into this study of potential. And I kind of got obsessed with it. And I realized that that was where the answer was for me. I had to get past my hopes and dreams. I had to get past of what had worked in the past because it had only brought me so far. And I had to look at the realistic view of what was my potential. What was my business going to become? I couldn't live in a pie-in-the-sky idea that somehow I was going to be the next Tony Robbins because A, that's not really what I'm pursuing. And B, there's only one Tony Robbins or whoever the big thousand-pound gorilla is in your industry. And it wasn't my goal to become famous. So because of that, I had to get very realistic and sort of tweak and fine-tune what I was trying to accomplish. So before I go on with this episode, I need to thank our sponsor. And like all episodes, this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people. Now, for an exclusive offer, I want you to go over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out what they have for the listeners of this show who want to start their own podcast. And I know many of you want to start your own podcast. And as I said, my podcast has been a great piece for me. It's helped me really work through. It's been my own little university. It's been my chance to interview experts in a lot of fields. But over the past two years, as I mentioned, I have gotten really obsessed with this whole idea of potential. Now, I have surveyed over 500 people, and I've discovered how most people feel about their own potential and the results they're achieving in their careers. Additionally, I've interviewed hundreds more successful people about how they have achieved so much. And the information that I've learned, it's, it's really amazing. And when I share this with a sales team or other groups in an interactive discussion, it's like hitting that reset button that gets people all fired up about going forward and doing things differently. People want to reach their potential. But here's a little secret. You're never going to reach your potential. 
I know, don't tell your mom, she'll get sad. But the reality is we can't reach our potential because our potential isn't static. Our potential is always moving because you're going to listen to a podcast and get inspired. You're going to read a new book that's going to give you some new information. You're going to take some classes and get a special certification or an advanced degree that's going to open up new doors for you. Or you're going to find a mentor. When those things happen, your potential shifts out farther. And that's what happens is, is that people, people tell me all the time that when they're setting goals and they're trying to reach whatever they think their potential is, and then they land and they're short of the goal, they get so disappointed. But you're always going to be short of your potential because your potential, if you're living life correctly and you're learning and growing, your potential is constantly going to be shifting. So that's what's so important. But when it comes back to sales, and that's what today's thing is about, I believe the best companies know how to motivate their salespeople. They know how to get their sales team focused on growth. Those who are really crushing it with new business development, they just have a way of getting their sales departments and each team member to work together to make sales calls and to hit those sales targets. So what are they doing differently? Why are some people pushing everybody farther across that gap between potential and performance when other people are stuck on the side looking down going, oh man, that is a big gap. Well, team building is only part of the story, but I think it's really important. I think smart companies have meetings and smart companies invest in their people. But it's not just about having some big woo-woo, you know, experiential thing with some t-shirt cannons. It goes bigger than that. It's about empowering each person to create their own path across that gap. So when I get brought in by a company, I often joke that the sales manager wants me to build a bridge across the gap from sales uh, potential to sales performance. And he wants me to put everybody on one bus and drive them across. But it doesn't work that way. I already pointed out why you can't build a bridge because potential is always moving. There would be no end to that bridge. The other thing is you can't put everybody in one vehicle because people have different things that are holding them back. And it's, it's frustrating sometimes because sales managers see they have 10 different people and they have like 20 different issues that are holding people back. But that's just the reality of the world. So instead of trying to dr- build a bridge and drive everyone across, the metaphor that I use is we want to build a scaffolding. We want to build something that's modular so that you can add to it as time goes on. And then everybody can go across at their own pace. And part of the message is, is that we have to support the fact that some people are going to go fast and that's great. They're going to achieve more very quickly. And other people are going to get out on that scaffolding and they're going to hold on. They're going to look up. They're going to maybe go at an angle. They're going to go straight up and not make any progress. Or maybe they're going to go down. Maybe they're going to get out there and look down and go, ah, just covered in fear. But here's the thing. If we get everybody working together to support each other and everyone can get out there, even those people who are going slow will take baby steps across the gap. In my research, it shows that 70% of the people I've talked to think that they're not achieving everything they can in their career. Now, I always give a caveat that it's not the most scientific of research. I'm asking people, how do you feel about your performance? How do you feel about your potential? And we can't quantify individual feelings. So let's say my numbers aren't right. Let's say it's 50% of the people could be doing and should be doing more. And what if that's your sales team? What if half the people on your sales team know clearly that they're not doing anything to get across that gap from potential to results? Well, what if we could move them? What if we could get them excited to find their path across? So I call my program the Paradox of Potential because of how excited we get about potential. I mean, let's think about it. 
as a sales manager, you hire Becky and she's got the best background. She's really smart. She worked for your competitor and she crushed it. And you think, oh my God, she's going to be a top performer for sure. And then a year later, you're transitioning Becky out of the company. Well, how come? If she had so much potential, why didn't she excel? Well, I've said it before, it's because potential doesn't equal results. And that potential gives us so many false hopes. We just get so caught up in it. And we have so many, I have so many conversations with people who admit to me that they're being held back by one of these things. So we have to start focusing on what's holding people back and how can we move them across that gap? How can we get them out onto the scaffolding at their own pace? Now, some of the things that hold people back, they're real. Other things, maybe it's in their heads. But if you're working to motivate your sales team, then you have to accept that all of these roadblocks are real to that person. And if it's real to that person, then it's real. Too many people discredit the problems others are having simply because they don't have an issue with that same thing. They sort of roll their eyes like, that's not a thing. Well, it is to Becky or it is to Bob or whoever is being held back. So we have to stop prejudging what people's roadblocks are and find ways to clear those roadblocks out of the way. So the top things people tell me are stopping them from achieving their potential. And there's 10 of them are number one, fear. People are scared. They're scared of failing. Some people are actually scared of success or scared of the unknown. But if people are struggling with some sort of fear, we have to make sure that we're limiting that. Fear is a real emotion. It releases hormones into our body that cause us to get into that flight or uh, fight or flight mentality. But we can't tell the difference between a little bit of fear and a lot of fear. So we have to make sure that we have a dialogue that are helping people realize that if they make a mistake, they're not going to get fired. It's okay. So fear is real. And some people, it's more real than to others. And we have to accept that and we have to help people work through it. The second reason people say they're not achieving everything they can It's a lack of focus and distractions. Think about it. Those of us who've been in the workforce for more than 10 years know that we didn't used to have the entire internet in our hand every second of every day. There are more distractions happening because of our smartphones and because of technology than ever imaginable. I mean, think about it. You never used to know that your friend had a burrito for lunch. Now you know every day whether they went for tacos or whether they went for a salad. There are so many distractions coming at us that it is easy to lose focus. And if the company isn't helping people stay on track, if we're not tracking the dynamics of what we're trying to do, then people just fall into the moat of whatever distractions are pinging them throughout the day. So we have to help people get to focus. The third thing that holds people back is they're worried about what people think. Now, this is one of those things that I sort of roll my eyes at because I've gotten past this. But I realized that when I was younger, I was petrified about what other people thought of me, and it kept me from trying things. It kept me from going out there and doing things. If you're a regular listener of this show, you know that I've taken up stand-up comedy as a, as a hobby, and that I've been going out every Tuesday night and doing open mic nights, whether I'm in Austin or whether I'm traveling. Well, this is something I wanted to do when I was in my 20s, but I was so worried if I bombed, what would other people think of me? And not just my friends. I was worried about what strangers would think. But as I've gotten older, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not that concerned what other people think. I have to make decisions that are best for me. But that's not an easy place to get to, and that's something we have to help our people figure out. Number four, people don't have goals or plans. And I'll tell you what, 
Some companies don't have clear goals or plans, and they make up their sales quotas and their numbers, and they just have them kind of plucked out of the air. I think what we have to do is we have to make sure that we are helping people create realistic goals and then reverse engineer how they reach them. So thinking about, does that person have a goal? Do they Are they motivated by what they're trying to accomplish? I think it's really important. Now, every now and then I meet people who say, oh, I'm against goals. And they have all sorts of reasons for that. But when I talk to the most successful people, no matter what they call them, no matter how they define it, they have targets that they're striving for. So don't let people distract you who say, oh, goals are bad. Bad goals are bad, but good goals are really important. Number five is People can't get past their past. So many people tell me that they struggle with decisions that they made in the past that have come back to haunt them. Some people never finished college and they feel that that's holding them back from having a a successful career. Some people have made bad relationship choices or they failed to get involved in their industry early enough and they're seeing other people who are achieving. Well, you know what? The past is in the past. We need to move forward. Uh, The next one on the list is procrastination. Number six is procrastination, and that is fascinating to me because we do it all the time. I'm a huge procrastinator. If you could see the pile on my desk, you would be like, yep, you've got some things you have to get to. So we have to find ways to actually take action on the priorities that matter, and we can leave a pile of stuff on the desk that doesn't matter. The next one on the list is people feel that they're surrounded by naysayers who undermine them or their company's not giving them support. Well, that's what I talk to companies about. How do we make people realize they're being supportive? When I interview people inside companies, that's a complaint I hear a lot is I don't get support from the higher ups. But when I talk to the higher ups, they have so many programs in place that people aren't taking advantage of. So we have to make sure that we're connecting those dots with everybody. Number eight is people feel that they're stuck in their comfort zone. So by definition, a comfort zone is comfortable. People don't want to get out of their comfort zone. We like our comfort zones. However, my motto is try new things. That's how I started doing stand-up comedy. That's how I started hiking and camping and going outdoors. You've got to get out of that comfort zone in your personal life and your career, or you're never going to be able to make it farther across. Number nine, people feel they don't have the right network or the right connections, and they see opportunities coming to people because It's true, natural human thing. People want to do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. But to actually build relationships, it's harder today than at any time ever before. It used to be, as you got to know somebody, like and trust came along. But now we live in a world full of social shortcuts. We're meeting somebody and connecting on LinkedIn and thinking that that matters. So we think we know them because we follow them online. A lot of people think they know me because they listen to this podcast. You know a piece of me, but you don't know everything. You can't get to know somebody without that face-to-face, give-and-take conversation. And so we have to get out there to meet people. And just because you haven't done it yet doesn't mean you can't start tomorrow. All opportunities in life come from people. And this is a really important part of what I teach. And then the last reason that people admit that they're not reaching their potential is it's not their priority or it's not what they want to do. And you know what? That's okay. Sometimes people's work is just a means for them to the end for other parts of their life, and they just want to make sure that they can have a nice career, but really growing and climbing that corporate ladder, it's not what they want to do. Or maybe they're dealing with aging parents or a spouse who has an illness, and that has to be the priority for the time being. And that is okay. 
I try to remind people all the time that while we live in a business-focused culture, your whole life doesn't always have to be about business. And if climbing this ladder and selling more and, and, and becoming the manager, if that's not your priority, then it's okay. You don't have to do that. So if you're looking for some sales team motivation, you have to address a whole bunch of things, but you have to make sure that you're addressing what matters to those people. So help customize it with your team to make sure that these issues that are affecting them, because no one person should be affected by all 10 of those things that I just read. However, everybody probably has two or maybe three of them or maybe some others. And therefore, you have to make sure you understand what people are facing, help them feel supported. Otherwise, your potential is going to continue to elude you. Potential is always going to be a paradox if you don't get your hands around that. So as I wrap up this podcast episode on motivating your sales team, I'm going to give you three quick tips. There's so many more, but I'm going to give you three quick tips that you can do to help get your people fired up. And number one, hold regular meetings. Make sure that you're having an ongoing dialogue with your sales team about how everybody's doing, about how the company is supporting them, about what's going on. And from time to time, bring in outside speakers. Bring in somebody who has a different outlook on what they're trying to accomplish and then start that dialogue. I tell people all the time that when I come in, I help set the tone for these types of open conversations. I'm not going to be at every sales meeting, but if they can look back and say, remember what that guy said? And I joke that sometimes they don't remember my name, but they'll say, remember the potential guy? He said we need to be doing this. And then they can have that open discussion because you have to feel like you're part of of a supportive environment if you're going to be able to move across that gap. So that's the job of the boss is you have to set up that environment. Now, if you're a solopreneur and you work for yourself and you're responsible for your own sales, you have to set up your own environment. Set aside some time to either meet with peers, set up a mastermind group, meet with your spouse, find somebody, whether it's it's somebody who is also a solopreneur in a non-competitive industry who you can get together with, maybe have a book club or listen to podcasts together, but somehow have that way where you can be exposed to conversations that help you figure out how to move forward. A second tip is create some sort of a fun environment for the sales team that maybe involves incentives or sales contests. However, don't let the competition take over the teamwork. For a team to create a motivated feeling amongst everybody that sticks, where there's that supportive kind of give and take, people are reaching a hand backwards and giving a boost up, people have to feel good about the culture of the company. But make it fun. Reward the people who are out there succeeding, but don't make it punitive to the people who still are just barely getting out onto that scaffolding and working their way across that gap. Make everyone on the team feel good, but for those who are a little bit more competitive, Give them something to work for. Give them that little piece of recognition. I don't think that's a bad thing, but don't let it take over the culture. And then number three, you have to track the metrics. For me, this has been hard. I am not a detail guy. I'm not a metrics or systems person, but sales is a numbers game. And I found this in running my own business that I would get so busy doing the work to go in and do a training or to speak at a conference that I wouldn't be doing the basics of picking up the phone and calling potential people. I wouldn't be doing the things that were leading me into having those initial conversations to be chosen for the people, person who was going to speak at that sales conference. So those are three real quick, quick tips about that. Whether you're listening to me or you're listening to somebody else, realize that you have to get your sales team even if it's just you, motivated to do the work. 
but they have to take the right actions. And they can't let the little things, the little voices in their head that are slowing them down, the doubts that they have, uh, the areas where they think they're weak, you can't let those hold you back. You have to push through them. And you do that. You do that through believing in yourself. You do that through trying new things. You do that by taking ownership of your own life. So I hope you liked this episode. If you're new to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, on Tuesdays, I have usually a solo episode where it's me talking about some aspect of, of business. Today, we talked about sales. Other days, we talk about other stuff. And on Thursdays, we have interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business leaders, and others with that entrepreneurial spirit who are out there kicking ass and taking names. So I hope you like the show. If you liked the show, jump over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Uh, also, subscribe. That's really important. Uh, shows get discovered by the fact that they're getting more subscriptions. So if you work for a big company, walk around, tell everybody, take out your iPhone, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, just help me out. Get some new subscriptions. And then the other thing is, if you like the show, send me an email, tom at tomsinger.com. That's T-H-O-M at tom, T-H-O-M, singer.com. Uh, or you can reach me on any of the social medias. That's at Tom Singer. And just let me know that you're listening to the show. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. There is a Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do page. There is also a, a Twitter account, uh, at Cool Podcast. So uh, just let me know that you're out there. Let me know which episodes are the ones that are resonating with you. And then also, if you will, tell me how you found the show. Uh, the number one answer that I hear is somebody recommended the show to them. So uh, keep recommending the show because that's the way people discover it. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We're going to be back in a couple of days with a great interview with somebody really cool. But in the meantime, go out there and try new things. Go out there and push yourself. And while you're doing it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.